first of all, don't victim blame me. <laughs> Welcome to Vinyl Verdict. I'm Bell. I'm Jamie. I'm Ploof. And this week is my pick, I Love You, Honey Bear, by Father John Misty. And like I kind of alluded to at the end of last week's episode, if you didn't listen to it, uh, I had never listened to this album before I chose it. Now, what? have you ever listened to Father John Misty before? A couple songs, one from this album. And actually, like your pick of... Um, Flaming Lips. Flaming Lips. One of the songs was just good enough that I was like, I want to buy this I album. I understand, I understand. And it came up in our local auction. We'll talk more about how I got it later. Oh, but, okay. Um, before we get too started, I just want to note that there are some suggestive themes that may come up. Uh, yeah. Because I wouldn't say it's explicit. Like, I'm not going to mark the album explicit. There's no. one song named as a swear that we're not going to say, Jamie. Uh, but it's I about it's a man being swear. honest about his life and he his swears. past relationship. So, you know, I, things I, come up. I read this, uh, it's a very personal album. It is extremely yeah. personal. This uh, I found it to be aggressively horny. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. So, Father, let me start with who this is. Father John Misty is a stage name for Josh Tillman. I'm probably going to say Tillman instead of Father John Misty or Father or John or Misty separately. Call him John. And Josh, I don't, that's not a name you respect, you know? All right. Tillman. Uh, so Pat his name me. might not be familiar, but he's actually a very experienced musician well before this album released, uh, as though I love you, honey bear is the second album under the FJM moniker. It's actually the 12th album that he worked on or released. He released eight albums under Jay Tillman, obviously his name, and briefly played drums for the bands fleet foxes and Saxon shore. Fleet foxes is great, by the way. We'll probably cover them at some point. I don't think I know anything about them. I've heard both of them and father John Misty, and I had never listened to either band. Yeah, I knew who he like of him, but I think I got him confused with Rayla Montaigne well, for some reason. Sure. Um, I don't quite recall when I first heard uh, Father John Misty, but I'm pretty sure I heard his song "Real Love Baby" sometime around its release in 2016, which would make sense. It's like his most popular song. It was in commercials and shows and sure. movies, and everything like that. It's very romantic. Um, and after listening to "Real Love Baby," I stumbled across the song "Ideal Husband" from this album, and it's been a favorite of mine ever since. But I never listened to any other song. I was just like, this is good. This other song is good. My friend uh, Lauren really likes uh, his first album, uh, Fear Fun. And uh, I was like, you know what? Why not? Why not get this? And again, we'll talk about how I got it later. But when this album was released in 2015, it was released to critical acclaim. Really? Like absolute Mm -hmm. across the board positive. Even Pitchfork gave it an 8.8, marked it best new music. Like this was a total hit. Yeah, right it's all nines and tens. It's not bad. Like I don't hate it. I'm just surprised that it's like that universally loved. Yeah, I think he just has like a lot of industry experience. So he put out something yeah. that's very well produced. He yeah. had some really good ideas beforehand for marketing it. He put out a fake music streaming service oh, that cool. only did MIDI versions of the songs, and you could buy the album based on the MIDI's, which that's I think funny. is a fun idea. Yeah, and uh, he covered some Taylor Taylor Swift songs, oh, which I mean sure. is going to get you some some fame. Yeah. Uh, so he, um, very good job. He his production credits, like the number of people he's worked with. He's worked with Beyonce and some other folks. Oh, that's mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah. yeah, he's got a lot of experience. Uh, one of the things that makes this album special is that uh, Tillman describes this album as a concept album. Uh, I've chosen a lot of concept albums on Final Verdict, which is weird because they're not super popular in this day and age. Like it was kind of back yeah. in the day, but not now. Uh, this album is about his personal life, including him, uh, quote unquote engaging in all manner of regrettable behavior as well as his relationship with his wife emma apparently actually struggled to perform this live in front of people he knew back in the day because it's so true and based on his life yeah it was like really hard to admit and talk about this stuff in front of people that he knew or reference in these songs 
Uh, and it pains me to say that I relate to some of these lyrics. I was like, listen to some of this, and I was like, oof. Oof. Yeah, you sometime. don't really want to relate to a lot of these songs. You are yeah. aggressively horny. So stop. <laughs> uh, so I was like, man, it's a, a lot of this album is about fear of falling in love and like who you were in the past. Yeah. It's like, ooh, it's yeah. coming to terms like, you know, maybe what I did was not great. Uh, Maybe I uh, was cringe. <laughs> is he still with his wife? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he, he truly is. They met her. He met her in a parking lot or something. Yeah, which comes up a couple times oh, in the album. Okay. Um, yeah, especially I think Chateau Lobby Number Four is, yep. is a lot about how they. And met. the last song is like all about them get meeting, and again we'll talk about that later. Yeah. But yeah. the last interesting fact I have about this album Uh-oh. is that he has never called his wife Honey Bear. I think it's more just to get the point across of like what kind of album this is. But that's not a thing he's ever said. Hmm. I was like, huh. I was yeah, like, sugar well, pie, honey bunch. I wonder, wonder why he no, chose honey bear. Like <laughs> oh, no, it's just like things. cute, right? Yeah, I guess. It's cutesy name. Yeah, it's we just call like, you a cutesy name. You clearly name. know it's about you a spouse. You don't know about it. But yeah. You know it's about a partner I just, say honey yeah. bear. I just wonder why he chose that if he never calls her that. It just yeah, seems kind of weird. Well, maybe he doesn't want to call, like people to know what he actually calls her. Uh, okay, sure. Cliff, what did you think of this album? You know, I thought it was decent. Um... I liked a lot of it. I thought that it was definitely an album that sounds like a guy who has been in other bands before. Mm. Like, it sounded very well produced throughout essentially the whole thing. He was a drummer for those other bands, which is really interesting. Yeah. I was a multi-instrumentalist. Okay, sure. I did not realize he was a drummer for Fleet Foxes. I just read that he was part of the band before. Mm. Um, I actually enjoyed it more than I expected to. And I, th- I I thought that the lyrics were pretty decent most of the time, mm-hmm. um, introspective enough without like trying too hard. And uh, I actually really enjoyed how it's kind of, I don't typically like guy with a guitar or guy with a piano albums, mm-hmm. but I think I like this album because it's that at the core and then because of his production skills, so much production, he adds a lot more to it, and it actually becomes like a full song that I enjoyed listening to. Certainly. Um. So yeah, I, I liked it more than I thought I would. I think I've seen. I think he's been to Vancouver a few times because I've seen Probably. the name Father John Misty like lots, um, over the last few years. So I was kind of keen to finally give him a shot. And you know, I I don't know if I would go crazy and buy a bunch of his albums or anything, but I liked it. I thought it was perfectly fine. Mm. Yeah. What do you think, Jamie? Yeah, I, I really appreciated the level of production on it. Um, as a person who does enjoy Guy with a Guitar <laughs> albums, um, uh, you know, as, as as some of the listeners may know, I own like basically every Neil Young album and yeah. basically every Bob Dylan album, and those are just guys with guitars. Uh, I really like a guy who can tell his story, um, and uh, you know, Father John Missy or uh, Josh uh, or Mister Tillman. Um, can tell it, uh, tell a good story, but he also does a lot of interesting things with production. Like, like some of the songs are very like, I don't know, like thick, mm. um, layered. Triple C. Yeah, th- yeah. Like for for example, the first song on this album is a very like involved song, the strings and you know so on and so forth. Um, I think I enjoyed this album. I don't know if I loved it. Um, but I, I didn't not enjoy it. I, I, I'll probably rate it, you know, fairly decently. Um, but the thing I, I had the most problem with was the ones that had the most personal meaning are the ones that I had the least to say about. 
Yeah. Oh, because they're not yeah. personal to me. Yeah. It's like it's like someone telling you that they love their wife, and it's like, cool, yeah. I've never met your wife. I got yeah. I got the... I don't love your wife. I don't love your wife. I don't give a shit about your wife. I but, got like, very similar vibes a few times. It's like, he's not saying anything new, um, but it's perfectly fine how it is, but it just didn't relate to very much to me. There are some songs that do, for sure, but yeah, same, same kind of deal. Mm-hmm. Nice. Well... Should we give one last listen? One last listen. I can hardly believe I found you and I'm terrified by that. Running, tired of running. Let's put a baby in the oven. Would not make the ideal husband. Love is just an economy based on resources. I love you, Honey Bear. Thank it's you. It's a title track, and I'll, I really like this intro. It's very cinematic. Yes. It's rom- yeah. It's romantic in like a dark and depressing way. It's it really very nice voice. Yeah, yeah this whole album really goes back and forth for me between like cute and ominous. Um, I really like that they actually opened with the title track instead of like sticking it either at the end or somewhere in the middle. It's like, no, nah, you have a song. That's got the same name as the album. Just own it. Put it right at the start. <laughs> yes, sure. it's like it's just like our favorite album. Every picture tells a story. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> this song, I like how they talk about everything that's wrong in the world, all their flaws, and how they have this same bleak outlook. Like, they're both yeah. these damaged or, like, you know, pessimistic people. And uh, they also have a lot of sex. Yeah. Do you know, you know what I didn't like about this song, Bill? Hmm. Um, the description of their bedroom. Yeah, it's a very gross. It's too much. <laughs> it's gross. Um, like I said, they have they have sex, but and the, they, they sure do. do drugs. The swell sure of do. the strings and the backing is infectious. Mm-hmm. I really like the slow guitar. It's got yeah. some of that slide yeah. guitar. Yeah, you know what? Bell? Uh, no, not Bell. Your Bell. Ploof and I like slide guitar. That good old lap steel. Lap steel slide, slide guitar. guitar. Well, how do you feel about mariachi? Because in Chateau I Lobby love number four, uh, in parentheses, in C for Two Virgins, has little hints of mariachi throughout the whole thing. I'm where's a that, big where's fan. that Herb Alpert at? Where's that Tijuana Brass? Yeah. Sure. I, I like cool mariachi stuff or like flamenco or, um, I don't know, just something that's not American or North American or, I don't know. I like weird, different cultural sounds and stuff and throwing a good mariachi band every now and then i think that's why i like ska so much i just like brass hmm. in general yeah sure um but yeah, i don't like I really ska like... but I, I, I will say i i do like some brass <laughs> yeah i really like the trumpets <laughs> or whatever they're using at the end quite a bit um yeah it's very it's not like the mars volta where i was like why is it all of a sudden spanish <laughs> yeah <laughs> but this i'm like this is very tasteful and just yeah. like these little hints of it's almost like just bringing excitement. Yeah. It's like, I don't know if they have this relationship with Spanish stuff or, you know, where they were living at the time. Because I know they moved to Louisiana at one point. But yeah. I, I really liked the hints yeah, of it. Yeah, they referenced that in the last one. Louisiana is like jazz. and No, I'm saying, like, I don't know where they were before. Oh, because sure, they didn't sure, end sure. up right. somewhere where this is. Right, California, right, right. I believe. Right? Yeah, probably. I like the, the first chorus being the special moment between the two of them making love for the first time. Yeah. Making then there's love. this idea of them buying a secondhand wedding dress that someone might have died in. That... Yeah. And, uh, I mean, again, more sex. 
And then how they figured out that they both hated the same things, and that's when he wanted to be with her forever. Yeah. It's like, wow. Wow, we hate we the hate same things. We hate the thing. same things, which again is very similar to the first song, but just this very blunt. Yeah, that's like, what you... When you're, as we come to see the later songs, like he is, he's gone through a lot of bad mm-hmm. and hard things. Yeah. So like for him to find someone else who's kind of as... Jaded. Uh, yeah, jaded is a good yeah. word to put it. Is, is yeah, I, the, that's the goal of marriage is finding someone who dislikes the same things that you dislike. Amen. Hell yeah. yeah. So. I wrote it's a nice song and it's got some weird lyrics like I don't know someone was murdered in her dress but whatever it flows really nicely. Yes, I will say most of the lyrics flow very nicely on this album. Yeah, yeah. they do. He's a he's a good songwriter at the very least. Mm. You know what I don't like? Uh, the next song. True it's Affection? very different. It's like his only oh, electronic song. This is the electronica one. Yeah. yeah. What's going on here? Oh, Wikipedia. you know, it's about living in the digital, living yes. and dating in the digital age and the frustrations alongside that, which I guess makes sense for it to be more electronic song because it's about oh. electronic age. I but again, this one. I don't know if it really fits. This I don't know. Not, not at all. It doesn't fit the rest of the album at all. It doesn't fit the. It fits the, the album tracks the tone or like sure. the way what he's talking the about. The lyrics, sure. But where it's sandwiched between does not fit. No. Um, and Wikipedia frustratingly calls this Folktronica. Folktronica. And that wow. sucks. I don't like that That's at all. That's a sucky description. Yeah. yeah, it's a tried and true song concept. I think this one's done interestingly enough. I like the line sentence by sentence. It's a trial run. I was like, oh, I like a good law pun. Oh. Uh, you know, it's you know, sentence texting back and forth. Yeah. Oh, I, I got it. It's a trial it. between. Yeah. I, I actually, Anyways. I wrote that I don't. <laughs> I don't like it because it's kind of repetitive and it doesn't really say or do anything new or interesting. Like it's just another song about I don't know online dating. Like I, I don't know. I didn't. It just reminded me that I'm lucky my girlfriend gave me a chance because I got zero online riz. Oh yeah, zero in person. Zero in person riz. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I I've had like Tinder dates and stuff. Like it's fine. Well, this guy's really flexible. He's got Does a couple of Tinder. Know about she uh, knows that I've used Tinder in the past before we started dating. That's about it. You know, I like this. Not for this album, but I would like maybe an EP where something is more electronic. But if, if the, yeah, he, if he did a whole album like this, I wouldn't hate it as much. But here it sticks out it like is, yeah, a sore thumb. Sense. Whatever folktronic is, I don't want to be part of it. <laughs> uh, now we have the crazy titled "The Night Josh Tillman Came to Our Apartment." Yeah, is this like a, about a threesome or something? I don't know. It's no, a, saw her naked in the tub. It's with like a song about how he hates later. the one he's on a date with. Yeah, yeah like that's he's in a, a relationship yeah. with. Uh, He's complaining he looks all the like time. Really pretentious. I hate yes, this whole like does. you can't say literally. That's not what literally means. It's I'm like, also Ugh. he's also not using malaprop correctly. I'm pretty sure. Maybe that's a joke then. Maybe because malaprop is when you say like a similar sound, like bon apple tea. That's a malaprop instead of bon uh, bon appetit. Or uh, what's another good one is like um, I don't know uh, when you're. Oh, in, intents and purposes? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Intents and... Yeah. Or it's when you say a similar thing that's not quite right. Not using literally incorrectly. Yeah, using an incorrect word in place of a similar sounding word. Yeah. But, again, maybe maybe it's on purpose. Maybe that's it's hard the to tell joke. I don't know. He, his lyrics are so good that I'm like, it must be on purpose. So, Especially when it's directly after that. To yeah. be so pretentious and then use a yeah. word wrong. Yes. Is almost like the definition of a malaprop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's like it's hard to tell, but I I always think that's so 
so annoying when someone's like, oh, that's not what that word means. You said literally, but are you literally breathing Do you in mean figuratively? the words from the song? Yeah. And then especially because immediately after, he's like trashing this woman. He fumbles to take off his shirt and has to do the whole, I swear this never happens, which I think is very <laughs> yeah. funny. If that's a blue line. Which is, I think, kind of proves Dang. that that maybe is a joke. Because oh, he's like all this high and mighty and then like fumbles to undo her shirt and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, where it's yeah. like, oh yeah, he's not actually as... He's Suave. not much better as than she is or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's um, he's <laughs> he's just as amateurish as everyone else. Yeah. I do like the insane whiplash in the last line where he's like, randomly drops. I oblige later on when you beg me to choke you, and then the song ends. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, Whoa. It's like all right. What is so they, so like, they banged. You're at in the, the bathtub. We're singing. I didn't like that you said you sounded like this woman. Anyways, yeah, I choked her. Yeah. And I'm like what? Thanks, Josh <laughs> Tillman. It's uh, yeah, it's very laid back for the most part. Aside from that part, I thought it was okay. I didn't hate the song. Mm-hmm. I don't really like the next song. When wow, I love this next song. When I you're smiling really like and oh. astride me. This is absolutely my kind of romantic. It made me sappy. It actually got me to the point where I was feeling a little sappy. Oh, really? The song made me uncomfortable. Oh, it's like, it's all very realistic. Even the song title is blunt. It's like when you're smiling and sitting on me because the stride is like yeah. have your legs. Yeah, I, I, got, I understand that. And it, I'm explaining for other people. Too, okay. Don't worry. <laughs> there are other people listening probably. Uh, it's Maybe. just such an easy picture to insert yourself in with your partner. Uh, Something's getting and inserted. the lines, I can hardly believe I found you and I'm terrified by that. And that's how to live free to be truly see and be seen. The chorus like, oh, of women goodness. at the beginning with the fake moaning is weird. Oh, Jamie, <laughs> you're just not a romantic. Uncomfortable. You're just not a romantic. This, my goodness. No, I'm old so, and angry. So cute. It's even like, I love you so much, I'm going to tell you about the dreams where I'm kissing my brother. It's like, That's oh, weird, that's so though. Cute. Weird, well, dude. I don't know. You've never had Very a weird, weird dream? Not where I'm kissing my brother. Well, have you Is seen your brother? Your brother? Attractive? Yeah. I mean, Bell's seen my brother. Is he better looking than you? Listen, we don't need to talk about his brother, right, but I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not kissing him. <laughs> I wrote this one's okay. I think the backing <laughs> vocals help make it a bit different from the rest. Um, I was kind of starting to get bored, though. I do like the faint guitar in the background. I found mm-hmm. it to be a little bluesy and kind of sad, uh, which was good. But, yeah, I don't know. I'm not crazy about it. I thought it was okay. I just don't think... I've heard a lot of love songs. This guy doesn't... That's the thing is this guy writes a lot of stuff that is like, yeah, that's legit. But it's not new or interesting to me. I think that's why maybe it's special is when I was like researching this and looking through the lyrics and stuff is realizing how different this is from anything else he's ever done. Sure. Like at one song later on, he goes like, at one point I realized I was writing a love song. Yeah. And like, that was special for me. I was like, Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. And I, and I do appreciate how personal all of this is. I fully believe that this is like real. Like, I don't think that he's like making fake stuff up or whatever. A lot of the time, like it feels legit. It's just, I feel like I've heard a lot of this stuff before and he's just kind of saying it a little differently. Mm -hmm. Um, that's my only problem with it. But I do like it still. Like, it's mm. fine. It just doesn't connect with me. I just like much. that differently. I don't want the Beatles kind of love song anymore. No, I don't I either. I like this kind of like raw, this is dirty love. And I'm like, oh, yeah, this yeah, is Yeah, sure. But I feel like I've heard that in other songs. I just, this feels, the lyrics are, they don't suit the style of song that he's uh, singing a lot of the time. Sometimes. That, it's very juxtaposed, like the way, and he swears every now and then just a little bit, and it doesn't fit the like kind of, um, how do you describe this The song genre? is pretty, and then he puts a dirty swear. Yeah, in exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, but that's what I like. It's like that, I like again, that, that too. juxtapose. I like that part too, yeah, but um, the rest of the lyrics don't always hit 
perfectly for me. I like some of them, hmm. but um, yeah. Well, what do you think about nothing good ever happens at the goddamn Thirsty Crow? <laughs> I like how long the title <laughs> is. This was probably my favorite song, actually. Really? It's I'm kinda, not a huge fan of this one. Yeah, it's, it's more of a slow country song. I think mm-hmm. it had some mm-hmm. interesting lyrics. And my only problem is I like how he pushes his voice a bit further in this one, particularly mm. at the end. Mm-hmm. But every time he starts to do it, it's like he could go that one step further, and he never takes it. And he, that he needs that Jim James range, you know. He yeah. needs to really hit that crazy note. Peanut <laughs> I I wish he could just do it though, just that one, because he does it a few times on the albums on on the, across the whole the album where he just like he gets so close to hitting a really good range, and it's like I don't know if he can't do it or if he's afraid to do it. But I wish he would just push himself mm. just a few times while you wish you get to, to that peanut butter pudding. Surprise. Yeah, that pe- peanut yeah, butter pudding. Yeah, it's a it's an interesting concept because it's a song about a bar that's changed from a place that Tillman loved as he'd go to hit on women yeah. to a place that he hated because men would hit on his wife when he was away on tour. It's a whiskey <laughs> bar. Um, yeah, uh, I thought it had some excellent slide guitar yeah. and some excellent strings. Yeah, and I thought they used them really well in this song. Yeah. But I don't know if I really like the the imagery or the lyrics. No, nah, sure. I like the. Um, I think I liked the, the tone of his voice. I don't know if I really liked the me- the message he was trying to send. But yeah, apparently this one's one that he he said that he's disgusted by this version of himself. So like clearly this bar actually like meant a lot to yeah. him. And like that first part of the song where he's talking about other women was probably something that was very common for a long part or long part of his life. This isn't my favorite song though. I. Wouldn't cut a song, but if I would, I mean, it would be True Affection. Dang. Or it'd be this one, because I mean, it true, just doesn't really do a whole lot for me. True Affection really should be the one that gets cut, though. Let's yeah, be just real here. Yeah, fine. Sure. Uh, it's a good song, but it just doesn't do anything for me. Up next, Strange Encounter, a song about one of the moments that probably triggered his big change in his life, when uh, a girl he has over starts to OD and mm. almost dies. Yeah, mm. it was pretty cool. <laughs> pretty cool uh, well i like the fuzzy <laughs> guitar solo i love that one i don't know if it's a synth instead but uh i really liked it and i like the backing vocals quite a bit on this one as well i, li- I really like how the pre-chorus goes into the chorus yeah mm. i really enjoyed that i think they were good yeah i like um how through this he kind of finds he needs to make a change because he says i want to find somebody but not like this yeah i'm a distant decent person just a little aimless uh i'm sure that would be a horrifying moment uh, oh yeah and I love this openness where he's begging her not to die, and that if he she survives, he's going to change his life. Yeah. Uh, I I don't know. ODing is scary. I've been at like shows where somebody in front of me yeah. like passes out and they start ODing, and I'm like, oh my god. Yeah. Like, that is so terrifying. And losing control is. Mm-hmm. I've seen some so stuff. There has definitely been several points in my life where we are very lucky that things turned out okay, mm-hmm. and we probably should have called an ambulance. And we didn't, and we didn't get in trouble because we didn't call an ambulance, but we probably should have. Yes, if you're listening and you're in an emergency, call an ambulance. Just do it. There's laws in Canada that make it totally okay, no matter what you're doing or whatever. And if you're in a different country where there's not laws, it's probably still worth your friend's life. Yes, absolutely. Or you'd hope that someone would do that for you. Totally. Mm. Mm-hmm. Jamie, any thoughts? No, I already talked about it. Um, yeah, the chorus. Uh, I like the guitar outro on this song. I don't really have a lot to think about the lyrics. That's, you know, it's not off-putting. It's distressing. Oh. Well, yeah. up next, my favorite song, The Ideal Husband. This I is the one have, that I listen to a lot. I didn't have a single note on this. Really? Song. Oh, what? I really like this song. Not a single one. 
It's I, just got a head banging. It's like a little harder than everything else. Yeah, I like the the drums and the faster pace on it. I like the keyboards. Um, I don't. So I actually like whistling in songs too, but I don't like that weird spooky whistling or whatever it is mm. in the background mm. at the start. I actually don't or like, like it. the wailing almost. Yeah, yeah. I actually didn't like it here. Um, this was another one where I wrote. I I kind of wish he just sang a bit harder on this track. Okay, I feel like sure. he does because he, he hits tries it at the end. to. He tries to. He go. He like starts to get there, and I just wish he went that like one step further. I like that. Is uh, well, we'll get to it, but. This is apparently one of the two songs he had an outline for written before he met his wife, Emma. Oh. And so he finished It and Strange Encounter after meeting her, where he kind of changed things up because it was affected by his yeah. relationship with her. Dang. Um, and it's, again, one of the harder songs for him to perform because it was written even before right. he knew her. Um, I love the pacing of the song and the vocals that boarding on yelling the entire time until he lets loose at the end of the song. I think saving it till the end just makes it more impactful because at the end he's like begging her yeah. to give him a chance. And I'm like, this is when you unleash. I also find it funny because uh, the Julian who might have his files is Julian Assange from WikiLeaks. <laughs> so I'm assuming that the premise of the song is that he becomes paranoid yeah. that his past is going to come out when all these leaks and political things start happening, that he's like dumping it out to be like, no, look, I told you. it didn't. Someone else didn't tell you. Like, I told you. Doesn't that make me a decent husband or father or whatever like that. Man, I've never even done anything that bad, but I don't want my like internet history to be known by people. Mm-hmm. We grew up in the, you know, times where nothing was ever publicized really. <laughs> so yeah, I got lucky. Yeah. So he dumps all this stuff out and has this realization that he's a bad person uh, and he's feeling the weight of those actions and hopes that admitting that he's done this wrong kind of absolves him, absolves him of it and then ends up outside of her house and at like two minutes and 30 seconds is where he's like manic and shouting these lyrics about how he'll put a baby in the oven because he doesn't know that it's bun in the oven and <laughs> like do all this stuff for it. I'm like, oh, yeah, this is this rising action until his voice gives out and the song ends. I'm like, this is chef's kiss to me. Cook mm. the baby. Cook yeah, I, didn't the have baby. I didn't have a ton of thoughts. Like the last four songs, I only have notes for two of them. Wow, really? Is yeah. the next one Bored in the USA because of Bruce Springsteen? Yeah, it's a pun. It's a play on the title of the the sort of he performs it. Uh, the performance he did uh, at Letterman was really good. Born in the USA, so he, he kind of pronounces "board" sort of like it sounds like "born." He uh, wants you to know that's he's, it's yeah. on purpose. It's yeah, on purpose. He wants you to know. I like all the relationship reductions, uh, like passionate obligation to a roommate, and the stranger's body still here. Our arrangement hasn't changed. It's like. This person next to you, you've been with them for a while, you're used to them, or you're falling out of love with them. Yeah. And uh, there's even this kind of expansion on the American dream, where it's like, as a child, you know, you think you're excited to live with a stranger. Like, it's a weird yeah, goal to set. It's 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 like what happens when you're, you're married for 80 years. Mm-hmm. It's a lot less interesting than what you're told as a kid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and then, I mean, I don't... I don't know, Bruce Springsteen. What about the spooky laughter? So he apparently did that. I don't like it, but he did that because... um, Oh, the backing track? Yeah. Yeah, It it, it like relieves tension a bit? It was to help neutralize uncomfortable ideas is apparently what he said. And that just kind of sounds like he's playing it safe. And I get that this album is the opposite of that for the most part because it's very personal. Um, but in other ways across the whole thing, I find he plays it safe. And this is, this is part of that. And I don't like it. I wish he would have just been like, nah, you wasted your money on education. Like, nah, this all, all this stuff sucks. Differently. I see it more of like people laughing at first world problems. They have these bougie problems of like, 
oh, I went to college and now other people went to college and they're more up to date or, I don't know. oh, you know, I am married with a wife and a house and my craftsman home. And there's like people laughing at it kind of thing. Yeah. An interview with him straight up says help neutralize uncomfortable ideas. Hmm. So like I can totally see how where you're coming from. But that's not what he said, apparently. And I so I don't know. I just it's like fake news. Yeah, maybe fake news. Uh, this song gives me major inside by Bo Burnham vibes. With the last totally. I, okay, yeah. sure. It feels like something you would do. Uh, it feels like that campfire song he does inside. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I'm sure we'll cover inside at some point because I have a nice copy of that album. Yeah, and I've never heard the whole thing. Um, it's funny. He defines the pains listed as yuppie pains and says it's okay to feel your own pain, even if it's uh, bourgeoisie pain. That feels inauthentic to you. You still have to feel it because if you can't feel that, you're not going to be able to feel this some exotic kind of pain that some people group you perceive to be more authentic than you has. Mm. So it's like you have to be able to accept your pains that are, you know, yeah, totally you know, living in your home that maybe yeah. you don't like anymore or whatever like that. Because if you don't feel that, you're not going to feel any pain. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's can't. not my favorite song, but I actually really enjoy the lyrics. I am not normally crazy about piano songs, but I think this one's not bad. Save me, President Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Save me, White Jesus. <laughs> like the, I love the ending, Save Me, White so Jesus. Funny. Yeah, that was great. That was hilarious. Um, then we have the expletive song. Yeah, holy shoot. I like the lyrics. I don't think it needs the weird uh, almost crescendo around two-thirds. Yeah. Um, but I like the song. Yeah, apparently this was written on his wedding day. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay, oh sure. yeah, 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 yeah. It's got a lot of contradictions. Apparently it's like this realization of all that's happened and is happening in the world and how this is like this next major thing in your world kind of thing. Oh, mm. uh, okay. I actually really like the key change and added chorus and strings at 2 minutes and 30 seconds really? for, the, for the final verse. I don't think it's super necessary. It's no uh, <laughs> a stand. Where I'm like, this is the worst keychain I've ever yes. key heard. And in the place for <laughs> you listening to this album. Uh, I enjoy it. I think that it keeps it interesting because it is a, it feels like a bit of a longer song yeah. over four minutes. Now, face I, west. I didn't, I didn't say I don't like it. I just said I don't think it needs it. But yeah, um, I get behind it. It's that. not, it's, I don't know, it's not bad. This There's is one line. of the ones that I didn't really have any, very many notes for. Yeah, I don't We've even notice. It. It's like the pacing's fun. I like to bomb my head. Sure. Uh, there's a line where it says, love isn't. Just an institution based on human frailty. Apparently, he said marriage, and he changed it to love. I'm mm. assuming because it'd be weird to write that on your wedding day. Yeah, yeah. And marriage is yeah. an institution of frailty. <laughs> as you're about to go get married. Uh, uh. <laughs> Imagine your wife finds that out like a, a year later or yeah. something. She'd be like, "Well, so what? You don't want to actually marry me?" What? I gotta say, a lot of these lyrics kind of remind me of stuff that'd be in Beck songs. Like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. There's just so many like these back and forth like opposites. Where I'm like, this feels like uh, a Beck song. Yeah. But uh, then we have the final song. I went to the store one day, which is all about how he first met his wife. It's the grand finale. It's an actual love song through and through with very little negatives. Yeah. It's just like how he met her and the shock of how easy it was to fall in love with her. I really liked the lines. uh, Say, do you want to get married and put an end to our endless progressive (laughs) tendency to scorn? I thought that was pretty good. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah. There's a lot of fun lines in this. I like the the vocalizing break around 2.15 yeah. into the second half. And the line, insert here, re our golden years, near the end, which is apparently a note he left in the lyrics. And uh, like I'd said, that's when he had a realization he was writing a love song and was like, ah. wow, I'm writing a love song about you. And like left it as that, uh, which I also find kind of nice as like a way of saying, 
Like you're not there yet. It's not sunsetting yet because golden years usually are followed by a sunset. It's like, yeah. no, we're, we're still in our, our journey. Uh, and the last line I've seen you around. What's your name was the first thing Emma ever said to him in that parking lot. Oh, cool. I've seen you around. So what's romantic. your name? Mm-hmm. I've seen you around. Ploof. What's your name? Ploof. I knew it. Yeah. It's spelled like it sounds. Apparently the second... Well, no, it's not. But the second time they ever saw each other... Second time they saw each other, he was like unpacking his tour van and she was walking by and he was like, want to hang out with a crazy person? And I guess she did. Now they're married. Wow. That's funny. He's got Riz. Yeah, he's got mad Riz. This is very romantic. Riz King. If you have a partner, text him or call them. Tell him you love him. Yeah. It's a very cute album. Very cute. It's kind of weird and he says some... Definitely different things. Mm-hmm. It is almost uh, too personal. I can almost. see that. If yeah, if you almost. aren't somebody who likes that level of intimacy with like someone else, because you're living through someone else's intimacy, I can see that being uncomfortable. If you yeah. don't put yourself in those shoes or you don't like that level of intimacy or it's hard, yeah, 100%, I would be like, this is very uncomfortable. A little too much. But I, I liked it. I said I picked this without having listened to it fully. Tell me more. The reason why is this record. So I got it um, from our local auction. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's the coolest record in my collection. What? By far. I actually almost saved it for that, but I'm like, this is so cool. It deserves its own thing. Is it the one that has like the... Whoa, 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 whoa. Why would you try to to spoil this before I try to talk about it? I'm looking at it. So the cover we have. It is art that's like kind of old... Uh, medieval time, yeah, kind of mm-hmm. art, churchy, uh, where like a tapestry. Tillman yeah. is a little baby Jesus like sucking the teat of, I guess, Mother Mary. There's like a demons. There's an executioner, an owl with eyes on his chest, demons, stuff like that. Apparently, the art was just like he had an artist, or the, his brand or label had an artist. He gave some ideas, and she just like made stuff. Okay, uh, a lot of this he kind of said, "I want stuff similar to this." I think the the breastfeeding thing, he was like, "I want that." But the art and everything is all done. It's got a nice kind of like background painted. Like watercolor. Yeah. On the back, it's just art continued. There's a mariachi, mariachi. band. There's hey. two rabbits dancing with a hand on the butt. The executioner's still there. Oh, uh, ever looming. Yeah, I take it as like this kind of, you know, reminder of the darkness yeah. that was back there. And there's a dog eating a child in the bottom corner as well. Oh, the dingo. Uh, very baby. dark. And then it has. I understood that reference. <laughs> uh, the songs split up by each side uh, at the, the bottom. It's a very small font. It's also a devil eating somebody up at the top. I didn't notice. Is it um, a double LP? Because it's only like 45 minutes long. It is. Uh, and then we got Shrek font on the, the side. Shrek font. <laughs> Father John Misty. I'm going to have to look at that closer, closely later. Now, when we open up the gatefold, it's a pop-up. What? Book. Oh, that's very neat. Okay, that's wild. Oh, oh, that's, oh, oh that's God, wild. you've hit the mic. So- that <gasps> plays music. Oh, my. It Atlanta. plays a MIDI of the first song. That's great. So, like, you open it up. It's got the executioner in there. He's a bartender. Yeah. It's got demons starting fires, and there's dead people, and someone taking a picture. It is so cool. How much did you pay at the auction? No, we're not done yet. Oh, we're my not done. But well, wait, there's more. So, when you open it up, there's goodies. What? <laughs> Tell you me more about the goodies. So, unfortunately, it's one of those double LPs that's always in one side. But oh yeah, uh, that's, that's what it is. Well, that's fine. They hey, they had to do it for the pop up book. Yep. I'm. I'm on, I'm okay with it. Oops. I got uh, download code for Ploof. He loves those. I do. Uh, so we have a uh, poster. Ooh, I love posters. Poster Malone. 
was a good the joke, one side has all the lyrics again ah, some shrekky kind of font with the album name yeah that is a shrekky uh, font and credits on the other side it's pictures of him and emma a collage wow. there's pictures of the lyric books so there's some of the quotes um there's a note that emma left him uh after the first night together it says stay as long as you want uh i mother effing adore you just leave the door unlocked uh notes that she's left her again or he's left her uh and it's just very very cute yeah, again uh very nice a nice little tribute to their relationship oh god how do you stand in the place that you are i got that stuck in my oh, head leave this now you face left all right what else is there me? there is more what there's more but wait yes. there Call is now. exercises is for listening what <laughs> So when you hear the tone per the song, page. there are instructions for things to do. So there's I love you, Honey Bear has supplies that you need, and then it tells you to like go out in an August morning and do X Y Z, uh, and all of them have there's like exercises. Have you done these? Absolutely not. Uh, there's a Mad Libs. That's cool. Uh, I miss Mad Libs. Things to do with your partner for uh, when you're astride me. There's like a bunch of different things. It's really neat to have put in this much effort. Do it with Yumi. You know what? I just might. Pardon me? Uh, the exercises. And then we oh. have the records themselves, which are this oh, triple color. Oh, tricolor. Uh, 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 design. I don't Pink, know what else purple, to say. purple, blue. And then there's some more other, there's more lyrics on uh, the the labels, which is nice, again from the lyric book. This is played at a forty five speed. Okay, so that you makes get sense. more quality, allegedly, uh, allegedly, on the full side. I think it sounds good. I am very lucky because the I assume the pop up book portion of it yes, made so it so that lots of records were unplayable when people received them because really? they would be warped. I'm assuming warping. from the pressure yeah. and the uneven mm. pressure and stuff like that. Mine plays flawlessly. Nice. So, so I am. Um, oh. They there was a recall. Uh, um, I don't think they recalled. I think they just repressed and sent it out. Yeah, they re. Yeah, they didn't. You got to keep your warped ones, and they sent you out ones that weren't warped. So, yeah. So that's the thing. Um, you can see some of the things that are referenced in the songs. Uh, I'm trying to see what else I have in my notes here. Oh, I paid. Thirty-five dollars. Dang, that's a steal. That's a, so what, what? What's it worth? I have no idea. I don't. I didn't look, look it up on. Look it up on Discogs. The listener can. I'm not going to sell it, so I don't well, care how much it's I'm worth. I'm just curious. I mean, I, I'm, I'm not going to sell most of my albums, but I like knowing what they're worth. If I, if I had to guess, I'd assume not much because most aren't playable. So like, if you're no, going to get one, no, but that makes yours even more. I, valuable. I believe the I'm ones, the subsequent pressings, don't have the pop-up book. Yeah. Though, so, so the ones with the pop-up book will be damaged. They're not going to be worth as much. Unless like the they're itself. not. Yeah. And then you're like, mint condition, baby. But I'm not selling mine, so I don't $300. Care. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like the copies of the Rolling Stones Sticky Fingers album that have the actual, they're made out of jeans and have a zipper on the oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And, and all they would like warp other ones, wouldn't they? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that was crazy. Uh, well, I'll just start with my vinyl very because I'm, uh, it kind of all leads together. So I paid $35 for this, which is absolutely insane. Uh, you can't see me, but I was smiling looking through this album and I do every time. I hope you could hear my excitement because this is the complete package like for an album this is what i want when i complain about how a record is just an expensive cd like how i wanted something nicer from george clanton how i wanted something nicer yeah. from begonia mm-hmm. and i just couldn't get it begonia. Uh, the fact that this is also a very good album is just the cherry on top uh this is easily the top spot uh it's 
the best record I own. If I was in a fire, I'm saving this one over anything else. Um, yeah. you, I mean, the dis- bar is high now for record packages. It's yeah. crazy. How would you display this one? I know you have the record wall, but how would you display the good part? I would probably just have this like open, like, kind of open sitting. Well, not too open, but open sitting on next to my record player I got so you. that people can see it and enjoy it. Uh, or just have it separately from my other records so you can pull it out easily. Yeah. But yeah, this is something I want to admire all the time. And like when it played as well, I was like, holy smokes. I am extremely lucky that no one else knew Yeah. that this is a, what you could get in a record package. Yeah. Crazy. Please, what do you think? You know, I like it. But it sounds to me like a lot of other solo albums from artists who are in bands. It's very produced and personal. His singing is decent, but he kind of toes the line. Uh, and the lyrics are interesting, but most of the time they're not really exploring anything all that new. It's just his take on an experience that you know I've gone through or someone else has. It's a good sound, um, but having that one electronic track near the start was kind of weird. And the rest of it gets a little old after a while. Not all the tracks, some are great, but some of them are kind of whatever. Um, but then the lyrics are a bit too weird at times too, so I wouldn't play it if company was coming over because they're like a little <laughs> vulgar <Yeah>. sometimes. <laughs> so. I don't know. It was actually really hard to rate it because when I enjoy it, I really enjoy it. But then the few times it was off-putting, it really off-put me. So I give it like a seven and a half out of ten. It's decent. I now that I've seen it in person for like, thirty-five dollars like, as a package. Yeah. Well, I don't know if we can actually get it for thirty-five. If you have this package, if I could get that version for thirty-five bucks, yeah, I'd probably buy it. What would like you rate it's, it? It's cool enough as a package itself. Oh, like nine or at least an eight and a half. Like it goes up at least a full point mm-hmm. just because of how cool the packaging and that release yeah, is absolutely um so i hope that battery doesn't die in there <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> i didn't little, even think because i'm assuming it's just like a card battery yeah right? yeah i didn't even we'll think see. about that um but yeah if it, just the music alone seven and a half but if i could find that version i'd probably pay that much for it it's definitely worth it really cool jamie i um i enjoyed the record but like ploof was saying when it gets too personal or when it gets off putting it becomes unenjoyable or not as enjoyable but i really appreciated his voice i really appreciated the level of production he put into it and i i I really enjoy the the packaging even though it may cause uh warping of your records um hopefully not um my other records but it might warp warp itself so i gotta be careful yeah i would i would almost store the the lp separately from the sleeve Uh, if you're wondering it's worth about a hundred dollars not shipped and most don't say anything about whether the records can play ah, yeah a hundred bucks sounds about right honestly i did like the multicolored oh it's a beautiful that, that's very very, very, very good marbling yeah. yeah um you know as a as a package i rated as as like a 10 out of 13 as an album that i had had to listen to for the purpose of this podcast it's more like an 8 out of 13 um like like the highs were good, but the lows were enough that I was like, oh, that's kind of. I really don't want to know what that guy's got on his bed sheets. <laughs> um, I'm gonna live with you now. Yeah, I don't want to know his internet history. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, on the whole, though, I enjoyable. You know what I want to know? Your next pick, Jamie. Yeah, we're Jamie. listening to the Kinks. Oh, and their song "Lola versus Power Man and the Money Ground Part One." Just the song, Power Man Five Thousand. No, the 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 album. Oh, 
this is what it's I like when worlds collide. Oh, oh, I, I do not know who the kinks are. Um, <laughs> Never listen. Not to them. them. Oh, okay. Not that's them. good. That was Power I'm Man glad. 5000. Yeah. <laughs> the kinks are okay. I've got an album by them. Good live job. album. Oh, the live album. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. yeah. I couldn't well, decide what to buy, so I bought the live one. I look forward to it. Ploof, do you look forward to it? Yeah, it should be fun. Jamie, do you look forward to it? Yes. Listener, do you? Yes. <laughs> it's another concert. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, it's another it's another Jamie pick. Oh, boy. Sure. And you might I'm excited. Enjoy. Jamie picks are either tens or ones. Yeah. <laughs> so and, I'm excited. And the, 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 okay, this is, this is the problem. Like... We will understand. Who knows the, if, if Bell likes, Bell likes or music <laughs> or what Bell likes about yeah. music? Spoiler he might come alert, in and go. I, don't like music. I like the guessing. kinks, Jamie. It should be fun. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, see you next week. See you later. See you.